views expressed on this program are not necessarily those of WTJX, its board, staff, or underwriters. Good day. You are listening to Ability Radio. I'm one of your hosts, Kishma B. Francis of the Disability Rights Center of the Virgin Islands. And we are joined by our guest, Adija Peterson. And Adija Peterson has been one of our interns for the last couple of months. So, Mr. Peterson, if you could just tell our audience, listening audience, a little about yourself, um, your school, um, and anything else you would like to share at this point. Okay. Good day. My name is Adija Peterson. I am a 21 years of age, and I was born and raised on the beautiful islands of St. Thomas. I am currently a junior attending the University of the Virgin Islands, who is majoring in business administration with a concentration in management. And Adija is leaving out the part that he has been our youth coordinator intern. Did I say the position correct? Marketing intern, yes. Marketing intern. See, I know I missed something. And this position is important because not only was an intern that assisted with our marketing that was catering towards youth and younger adults, he was also the supervisor of our high school interns. So, Adija, just audience about your experience at DRCPI and what you learned about disability rights. At the Disability Rights Center of the Virgin Islands, I was like, as Honey Francis was saying, I am the youth coordinator and marketing intern. Among my duties are to supervise the high school interns and come up with ideas to better reach the youth, um, facilitate meetings, support outreach e efforts, share marketing ideas that can appeal to younger generations. Um, prepare research packages that can assist parents and students. Um, present at attending professional meetings relating to the RCVI projects, goals, and advocacy networks, and perform other duties as assigned. So, what we would like to actually touch on is when the interns did a presentation. Um, and it was led by Mr. Peterson. They spoke about the laws, different disability rights laws, et cetera. Now, Mr. Peterson, did you know anything about those laws prior to coming to Disability Rights Center of the Virgin Islands? Yes, definitely. What I learned about the disability rights are three, three laws. One is the ADA, which is stands for the American with Disability Act, which is in short, um, sorry, is a civil rights law in the United States that prohibits discrimination against individuals with disabilities while promoting equal opportunities and accessibility for people with a disability. The next one was the IDEA, which is the Individuals with Disability Education Act, which is a federal law in the United States that governs the education of the children with disabilities and ensures that they receive special education services and support. The next important aspect that I learned was sensitivity awareness, which refers to the ability to understand, empathize, and respond appropriately to the needs and perspectives of individuals with disabilities. 
which includes basically to be aware of the challenges and barriers that people may with disability may face. And also be mindful of what you say, it can really hurt a person. And, you know, I'm going back to my prior question. I, from what I've gathered is all of this information was like new to you guys because you guys were like sponges, just soaking yes, it, it all in. And the whole focus and purpose of creating the internships were actually was actually to get our information out there. Not only information about the agency, but also about different laws that will assist certain members in our community, the community actually that we serve. So when you spoke with your interns and you had that camaraderie going, uh, what else did you guys learn besides the laws? Sorry, can you repeat that last part? What else did you guys learn um, besides the laws? Did you guys learn that, you know, as far as your peers, your peers looked at individuals with disabilities in a different manner? Or did you guys learn that there was limited accessibility all over the island? What else did you guys learn? Yeah, I also learned that basically like, not, not that much people had known about the like, disability rights. and the benefits that it brings towards them. So it was actually surprising to see that not that much people know about it when the, the organization is here to help, which you guys brought us, the younger generation, to basically assist in bringing that out there for other people to know about. Yeah, especially your generation and yes. the generation after you because we had a group of individuals that we were trying to reach, but we didn't know how to reach. Um, one of the things that we did is you guys assisted us with creating a survey. And this survey uh, actually gave us some very good insight uh, as far as how the youths view individuals with disabilities. If you could just share a little bit about that survey. For the survey, yes, um, we was mainly focusing on making it, we call it more youth friendly by adding in some aspects of like, what's your favorite app, like technology app, like Facebook, Twitter, <clears throat> Instagram, Twitch, and then asking them other questions such as, from a um, rate from one to five, how would you rate or what would be other words, what would describe, what what comes to mind when you hear the word of disability or a disabled person? We wanted to get research and conduct like what they was thinking on and then we did get some responses that were like honest, which some had stated were um, when they, Hey, someone who has a disability, they basically saying like, wow, or like, I wish that wasn't me and stuff. It have a mix, it's a mix general answer. The others is like, they were actually generally concerned. Like, I, I feel bad for them and I wish that we could do more for them. And yeah. And this survey, I really appreciate the candidness of the responses because we have a stigma when it comes to disability and the issue surrounding it um, 
they can be fixed if we just change our mindset, if we just change the way we look at an individual with a disability. An individual with a disability is actually a person who has ability. So we need to just change that mindset. So I really want to talk about advocacy because we were trying to really get you guys to focus on advocacy. And this advocacy is for individuals with or without disabilities. Um, it's for anyone. And it's just basically you advocating on behalf of yourself or others. So how can individuals advocate for themselves? Right off the bat, individuals can advocate for themselves by knowing their rights. By knowing their rights, individuals can effectively communicate and negotiate for their own interests and desires, while also helping them to make informed decisions and taking responsibility for those decisions. And you made a very good point because you said they can advocate for their rights, but yes. the, knowing their rights is very much important. Um, and I really like to just drill home that it's not knowing their rights alone, but knowing their rights correctly. <laughs> because I, you know, individuals, individuals, we tend to um, not do a lot of research. However, we try to just go for the easy way out. And if somebody said or someone said, yeah, this is how it's done. No, I agree. So do your research, do your research. Um, as far as advocating for themselves as a youth, what else do you think they should do? And how to advocate for the youth? Yeah, as far as the youth, how, how else can they advocate for themselves? I mean, you know, we live in a society where we were always, we always told children they should be seen and not heard. But I think the students and the children and the youth, they need to speak up and start to be heard as far as when it comes to their rights, correct, when they know their rights. So how can individuals advocate for themselves? Honestly, I agree with what you have said, that they need to speak up and then actually take the initiative to go ahead and then learn and see what rights can actually come and benefit them in the long run instead of actually sitting down there and you know saying that they need help but not actually taking the initiative in order to go ahead and do and change their current situation yes definitely definitely because i think change starts within your mind yes. and once it's you have it in your mind to change, but you have to have the correct information. So when we started the internship, we really wanted to get more of the youth voice, the youth perspective. How can we reach more of the youth in the Virgin Islands? Okay. My suggestion to reach uh, more youth in the Virgin Islands is to use more social media platforms. As I stated earlier, you know, with TikTok being one of the biggest social media platforms available to date, it grants a lot of valuable information in short 30 second videos. I would think using TikTok, Instagram and Facebook, but mainly TikTok because that's where majority of the youth population is, 
and you could gain valuable information on that app. Are there any other ways that we can reach the youth? Like, can we create events or can we, we, we because we really want to be more engaging to the youth. So any other ways besides TikTok? Yes, I would say having like hands-on interactive activities like events can also engage the youth, definitely. Like say like an outreach or go to like a school and have like a fun game activity that is also educational to get them mm -hmm. actually, you know, engaged. Because, you know, with the younger generation, just sit, standing up there and talking, you know, it's, it's going to be a lot for them and they're not going to, you know basically be listening. So you have to get something that's engaging and like fun for them so they could keep alert and they wanted to know more. Yes, yes, definitely. So you've been through a lot about training um, yes. because once you were being on board, we put you through the training of the disability sensitivity, training, mm -hmm. all of that. Do you think that information would be beneficial to the youth? Yes, I would think the information would be beneficial to the youth, but adding more of the like interactive activities mm -hmm. as a twist too in it would actually make it even better. Since, as I stated, many children, especially like around my age group and stuff, like fun activities where, or even catchy stuff, catchy stuff that is fun, nice and engaging for them to do. And I, I really appreciate your honesty because we were still trying to find ways to engage the youth and the younger adults. When it comes to your generation and it disability sensitivity and disability rights, what advice would you tell your generation, the individuals in your generation? Um, for what advice I would tell my generation in terms of how we could reach more youths, right? Oh, I, just as far as disability rights or disability sensitivity, um, what advice? Because I know when I'm having conversations with um, mm -hmm. individuals who are not, who don't have a disability, I always tell them, do not assume, <laughs> number one. Yes. Number two, it's okay to ask questions. And yes, I, I three, agree with you on that. Put yourself in that person's shoes. So empathy is very important. As far as your generation, what do you think? I think that you should definitely let them know or have like a, how I could say like a meeting in, say for a college where we have a guest speaker come and then tell them about how, you know, saying stuff like this person is crippled or this person ain't, what do you call it, enabled, it is disabled. I think that voice needs to be out there because it's, it's a thing that just have in your head where, mm -hmm. you know, everybody is just saying this and then it's like a trend. Everybody just mm -hmm. says this and it's keep on going and going and going. You need someone to come and then put a stop to it, like a speaker, to tell them about, no, this is not right to say. People is, going back to what I said, sensitivity. 
you need to have sensitivity awareness. Saying those type of stuff is very, very bad and can, you know, basically hurt a person, especially with a disability. So having someone to speak out to them, going into like a one of their gymnasiums and then speaking and letting them know, because I would say some people wouldn't know, but just don't know better and then just say the stuff because they're following trends or other people that is telling them that, yeah, this is this is that, but they're not knowing. Especially like I want to bring up an example with um the handicap signs. Mm-hmm. I would say that's an instance of people not knowing, even though like they have many different disabilities, but using the handicap sign just for like a person disabled, I don't I don't think that's, you know, basically going back to my point, which is they're not sure or they didn't know. And they and just basically and that's a good point because the handicap sign, you know, is it's a thing. <laughs> it yeah, exists. It is. But unfortunately, the word itself, um, it was okay. derived um and many laws has changed and has adapted many other words that could be used to address or to give access to an individual who needs access to that spot. So the word handicap, um, it's outdated. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, it is. It, is. Um, it should be changed. But um, until we get more people advocating for that, it's unfortunately, it's going to remain the same. And if you notice a lot of the places now, they're starting to use the symbol and get away from the word, which is good. Okay. Yeah, symbol, that's really good. The symbol shows that you know, this is for people who have limited accessibility. So that's a good point that you brought up, and I really appreciate that. Yeah, and it's also showing that, you know, the word is actually getting out there, is basically getting there, so which means it's good. People are starting to understand that, oh, okay, I didn't know this, so this was bad. All right, let me change my ways. Let me change how I say things, being, once again, sensitively aware, you know? All these yes, stuff. Some yes. people just ain't aware, but just subconsciously just go and say these things because they think it's how, how I could say right, or like it. I don't mean anything, or it's just like just a word, just to say. Yeah, definitely. And a lot of the words that we say, uh, they actually they've been they've came from other generations, so they've been handed yep. down, and you know we have it. We have it like societal norms to use this word in this context. And it's not supposed to be like that. So, I, yes, we have to start to re-educate the community. But I yes. think that in order to re-educate the community, we have to have um, language that not only they can understand, but relate to. And the laws change frequently. They change yes, frequently. However, we need to be able to tell or explain the issues when we are not sensitive or we don't have empathy um, mm-hmm. to individuals who may not be in the same situation as us. I agree with you 100%. So now I just want to ask you, how important is the youth voice? 
the youth's voice is very important because for one simple reason, they are the next generation of leaders, influencers, and citizens of the community. You want to get their voice, their say, their idea, which will shape the future. Basically, sharing their ideas, opinion, and advice basically would change the decision of how people live in the next near future. Because you, you, you would want to hear their thoughts instead of just not hearing them, and then, you know, you come back to a future where it's, you know, I could say, is not but good. I get your they, point, because they are, the youth are the future leaders. So I really get that point. And they have so much technology at their disposal. They have access to different social media platforms. It wasn't until you guys started interning at DRCBI yeah. did I that I learned that there's so many different social media platforms out there. Yeah, and, there is. And the youth voice is very important because they, to me, they know what's going on <laughs> before a lot of us older individuals uh, because they get that inf information really quick from social media. I don't have social media. I don't have social media. I don't have any type of social media. So yeah. anything that I get, it's limited to from me getting a phone call or, you know, or WhatsApp or newspaper or email. So yeah, especially, sorry, mm -hmm. let me take a chat. Especially like with, like I was saying with the app, um TikTok, not not TikTok per se, but other apps to actually share information like like that at a snap of a finger, which with a like a newspaper per se, you have to wait like a long time. With the internet and the apps, you get information thrown in your face from all different areas on the internet. Yeah. And it teach you like many valuable stuff that you didn't know or didn't think existed or happened. So, yeah, yeah, and my whole thing, unfortunately, there's a, another side to it where the information um, that you can receive may be false, may not mm -hmm. be true. Um, That's the next and part about it. So I think as youths, I, I know that they have a strong voice because of their ability to access technology, their ability to you know, speak up for themselves. However, I think it's more of caution for them. So make sure that when you're sending out information, it's correct information. It's True. Inf True. information that will not harm a certain group of individuals. Uh, digital footprints are very serious, you know. Yeah, and I, I try to teach individuals that even though you think by deleting or something, it's gone, it's technically not gone. Once and, it's on the internet, it's always on the internet. It can never go away, no matter what you do. It's still going to be there. So you have to yeah. be very, very careful what you say, do, or send. So when it comes to individuals with disabilities, because you've walked, you worked, you work in our office right now, and yes. um, during the summer, and 
you've seen us as as when we engage and when we um, advocate for individuals with disabilities, young, old, we have n no age limit. Mm -hmm. As far as individuals with disabilities and um, technology, do you see any um, disability sensitivity content on the internet or TikTok or any of those um, platforms? I'm, I'm going to be completely honest with you. We are lacking that. We it don't have any really disability sensitivity to people with disability on the internet per se on the apps. Okay. And it's it's a real problem because like like I was saying stating earlier that you know some people actually would believe like the, or go to the trend with people saying that handicapped, disabled, all those stuff. Mm -hmm. And putting that information out on the apps, especially where the younger generation uses, would actually be very beneficial because it would let them know that, hey, you have to be sensitively aware. This is not right. How would a person may be feeling by you saying those types of stuff, which they don't like? Yeah, yeah, that's that's important. So um, once again, I... I am very appreciative, if I haven't said that before, that you guys came and interned with us because it opened our eyes. It yeah. opened our eyes to uh, a different world out there. And because we, there are many different disabilities. And of course, there's always one stigma of our disabled person, uh, individual with a disability, sorry. I, 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 God forgive me for that. Um, how an individual with a disability is supposed to look. But you guys are helping I'm glad us get... you bring that up. Actually, oh. I'm sorry to cut you off. I'm glad you bring that up because the stigma is, is that it is not really that much like showing all the disabilities, but only like a certain few. I think that we should actually show all the different types of disabilities, because, you know, for example, with the handicap, they're only really showing the wheelchair and expecting it to be like, everyone have that like type of disability, only just showing that specific, specific aspect. But I think they should show the others, other disability and like, what exactly, how it can affect people and stuff. Yeah. That's my and as far as with those signs, you know, they try to show the physical impairment um, mm -hmm. that would be needed or the physical impairment, just say that. Yeah. So I really want to just take this time to tell you once again, thank you. And as far as for our future with our interns, we hope that they will do more and see more and learn more about the Disability Rights Center of the Virgin Islands. Any last words? I, I would say thank you also for giving me this opportunity to basically express and give my ideas on how to basically better the RCVI and get the word out there for mm -hmm. people with disabilities. Thank you very much. And Sweet. once again, this has been uh, Ability Radio. And yes.
I am your host, Kishma B. Francis of the Disability Rights Center of the Virgin Islands. Thank you, Mr. Peterson. My pleasure. All right. Have a good one. You too. The views expressed on this program are not necessarily those of WTJX, its board, staff, or underwriters.